0: Hello, welcome to the Babe Bunny podcast where I, me, Ashley, a.k.a. Ashley Chubby Bunny, discuss sex, fashion, cannabis, and life as a rom-com protagonist living in Brooklyn, New York. Make sure to follow, subscribe, and share the pod with your homies as well as let me know what you think with a review slash comment upon completion. Hey, and thank you so much for returning to the Babe Bunny podcast. You are awesome. This episode, I want to get into, I guess, checking in with yourself, checking in with myself about how I want um, my fall slash winter 2022, 2023 to go in terms of what kind of relationships I'm looking for in terms of um, romantic, in terms of sexual, um, even in terms of platonic Um But I don't think I've done an actual like check-in like this. It's kind of like I'll set um, either some expectations that I hope to achieve or like it just, it doesn't feel like a linear process to me to be like, okay, I guess we'll do this and then we'll start back up. It literally is like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with you. Like, it just kind of comes down to like my comfort level um, when I'm, uh, you know, out here, putting myself out here. And I think that, and I I don't think that over the past Year I've given myself the room to fantasize. I've noticed that, you know, ever since I was assaulted last year, I haven't really had the urge to fantasize or, you know, manifest the kind of partners, the kind of relationships, the kind of sexual experiences that I would like to have because I've been dealing with this trauma that really has shaken me and not like, oh, this is the first time it's happened. It just kind of, I reached a point where I was like, why is my body not seen as something that should be worshipped and satisfied and pleased and and cared for? Why is that ultimately what I have to deal with on a regular basis? It seems someone violating it rather than celebrating. It, it just seems like, like I went through a period of time where I just, I didn't want to look at myself like I didn't want to like bathe myself I just felt like there's obviously something going on that I'm not aware of in which my body and me seemed to be marked as you know like vulnerable and you know available enough to be uh destroyed basically to be violated And there wasn't enough of that going in the other direction. So I just kind of wanted to get that out the way (laughs) because I I know that, like, there's a reason why I haven't felt, you know, as sexual as I usually have. And I really am trying to work my way back to it. So I feel that one of the first things to do, um, especially since my relationship with my body has been changing, um, you know, I've gained weight, I've been in I haven't really been around people like that like I just want to start giving myself the opportunity to practice fantasizing again like I can't even like when I go to bed I I remember I used to like go to bed sometimes and just like rerun like experiences over and over in my head and like really like have fun like fantasizing about like what could possibly happen if I did this or like if I put myself out there like that, and um, I think that I want to use this episode to try and like get back to resetting those intentions, or at least practicing. So here we go. Um, one of the things that I'm looking to accomplish as we round out this final quarter is I would really like to at least start dating again. Um, I've already feel like I've been trying to push myself into that and the frustration that i feel with the process i do not know how to put succinctly um because of the fact that like the vetting process is where it begins and ends like the kind of people that i seem to be attracting um seem to be people that do not have social skills do not have manners do not respect women, do not think I'm a person, do not see me as attractive. Um, I have this really big thing with being called cute. Um, Unless I'm showing you a photo of what I look like without, you know, the glam and the drag, like none of that is done so that I look cute. Literally, I don't shove my tits up I don't wear tiny clothes I don't even down to the fucking bunny ears like nothing about how I present is called for someone saying oh my god you look so cute if it's not you know someone that finds me like viable as a sexual partner because and I've always like said this and I've always felt this I'm a girl's girl I feel like I'm somebody that not only loves to celebrate femininity and femhood because of the fact that I figured out how to, you know, do that to myself after years and years of trying to figure out how to feel more feminine because even as, you know... Uh, a woman I just like I was never afforded that because I was fat and black and like like obviously gay and obviously weird so like nobody really was trying to treat me like a girl like I said in the previous episodes I've always wanted to be a pretty girl and I was like if we could at least get to that point that'd be fine because everybody always tells me how pretty I am oh you're pretty or you're pretty that's fine right but I truly feel that when a man or anybody else that wants to sleep with me calls me cute. You're trying to either humble me or you're trying to get around the fact that you find discomfort in finding somebody that you don't think should be considered attractive enough attractive. I'm not cute. My dating profile is not cute. Nothing about how I present is cute. And so That's one of the things that bothers me when they try to, like, flirt. They're like, oh, you're really cute. And I, like, will unmatch. I'm not having this conversation of, like, trying to check them and shit. I'm actually really done over that. The other thing is when I have to approach them, I'm not doing it. I'm so sorry. I understand the whole, like, go after what you want. And I've done that. And there are times where, like, I truly feel convicted in doing that. I did that this past summer when I had that, um... You know that amazing time with that bartender, because of the fact that I wanted him, and I want to, I felt the vibe and I felt like, you know, I zeroed in. I usually am really good about going after what I want. and so it's it's not the same with every person, but my thing is because I'm a fat black woman, everybody else, including fucking women, including non-binary people, think I'm supposed to just like. That's the dynamic here, that because I'm a fat black woman, I should be pursuing you. And that's not what's happening here. I'm not, I deserve to be pursued. I deserve to be wooed. I deserve to be romance. And I deserve to not have to fucking chase you. Because last time I checked, we both matched with each other. I'm not some fucking stalker in the bushes hoping you talk to me. I'm not some girl in glasses you know, on uh, the quad hoping you look my way. I We literally are in a situation where we both mutually match with each other. I'm not chasing you. If anything, if we talk to each other, that's great. But I'm not chasing you. And that's something that has like, it seems small, but it has chipped away at my self-esteem in such a, a fashion that like I'm embarrassed to even admit that it bothers me because a whole bunch of people still think that in today's A&H, like day and age, the way to get around not feeling undesirable is to be assertive. And if you're a woman and da-da-da-da-da, you shouldn't be afraid to go after what you want. And a lot of men prefer that women approach them. Why is that? Why is that? I've had to deal with like asking men, why haven't if we match, why do I have to speak to you first? Do women usually chase you? And then I, that's when I came to the conclusion that they're collecting matches. One of them actually confirmed that they are. They collect matches because they swipe right on everybody. And they've ruined the process for everyone. So you're sitting here thinking, why are there 50 niggas in my fucking inbox, right? On this app. And all of them are just watching me. Having access to my photos. Having access to me. And not one of them is saying anything to me. It's because they're collecting matches and they're swiping right on everyone, um, which makes me feel very unattractive. Um, So I don't prefer people like that. I don't prefer people that need me to say anything to them, that need me to approach them. I don't fucking like that. And that's also um, an overwhelming amount of people that I match with across dating apps. They think that I'm supposed to pursue them. And that's not fucking happening. Um... Next to that, when we do get to talking, right, even if the the handful that reaches out to me, the series of questions that occur lead me to believe that this person is either a serial killer, a rapist, or um, inept in some way. It might be socially, it might be emotionally, but I don't think that I'm gonna have a great time speaking with this person. I can already tell off top, they're always like, oh, you don't know, because in the, in the messages, no, I already know, I already know. I know what chemistry feels like, I know what it looks like, and I don't need to be hemmed up on your couch in the dark in front of mortal instruments for you to try and act like we're gonna figure out what it feels like. That's not gonna happen, and if we have it or not. So, if it's not happening, you're not talking to me, um, you, you're you bit... Like, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Because that means that you are just fucking around. Not like, oh, you're fucking... I'm talking about you're just wasting time. You're wasting my time. And you don't care that you're wasting yours. So, every now and then, I just go through and just clear out all the matches. I gave myself um, very arbitrary uh, sets of rules in which if... Um, you know, if any of those things is giving me essentially the ick, I don't want to go forward. And I think that when people say about giving men chances or giving other people a chance, I think that they want people to push through that ick. And I'm just like, no, because off top, you're not coming at me with respect. You're not coming at me with attraction. And I know what that feels like. So if I want to like hold out and not want to pity fuck somebody because of it, like I don't see the problem in that. But unfortunately, that leaves me in a position where I feel like I'm losing my mind because I don't feel desirable. I don't feel attractive. And I have done the work on myself about that. Literally, um, every time I like look at myself, I'm just like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, it's not like, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it, it feels like I'm working my way back to it is all. And, I really miss sex. I really miss, you know, the romance of getting to know another person and the excitement. And, you know, I really want to be able to connect with another person um, in a way that is, you know, mutually beneficial and fun and successful. I just think it's interesting that, like, I'm supposed to kind of just settle for somebody saying they want to sleep with me and that's not what's happening. So therefore, because I'm not settling for that, I am like, I am, you know, I, it kind of feels like I'm being punished for not being stupid and desperate. And like, that's kind of like what Ariel said to me when I would like explain how I felt isolated, how I felt left out. And, you know, cause I don't say this shit out loud. Like I don't, You know, like, of course, I talk about it like on here, but it's just kind of like I'm not utilizing that as a reason to be terrible to people. I'm not utilizing that as a reason to force people to be attracted to me and, you know, violate people. And I feel like the difference between men that are talking about how lonely they are and everybody trying to make excuses for their loneliness And how women deal with loneliness is that we internalize it more. So a lot of our self-sabotaging activities deal with us committing violence against ourselves. Us sleeping with people we don't like. Us dating people we don't like. Us entertaining people we don't like. Us engaging in habits and behaviors that are unhealthy for us. And, you know... That's kind of how we deal with it until we try to figure out a way to get through in terms of healing, in terms of moving forward, in terms of working on ourselves and bettering ourselves. That's usually how our arc is supposed to go and does go because we don't really have the room to outwardly express this feeling of, you know, unattractiveness or the lack of desirability we feel, you know, whether it be throughout, you know, in a moment, throughout the day, throughout a certain period of time, in a relationship, in a marriage, like anything. I remember towards the end of my previous relationship, I had to ask the question that I seriously was so fucking scared to ask because anytime I've seen it asked like in a movie or show, it just feels you know, I used to think it was pathetic. Cause I would just be like if this right until I found myself in that position asking my partner do you even find me attractive anymore are you sexually attracted to me because I need to figure I need to know if this is going to continue because that's very important to me like I don't want to continue to pretend like a romantic relationship is the end-all be-all of like you know, what I'm looking for, it has to include an element where I feel desired. It has to include an element where we both, um, you know, are drawn to each other. And that's not something that I feel the need to express up front because that's not how I'm dating. That's not how I'm, you know, looking in terms of like what I can get out of a relationship. I choose to like try and figure out, okay, who is this person? What do they bring to the table? And are they attracted to me? Basically. And the table being, do you like, you know, going on road trips? Do you like, you know, hanging out in the city? Would you be down for a bike ride through Central Park? Like things like that. I think I'm probably going to take myself um, to Central Park, like either this weekend or next week, because now is the perfect time to go. All the leaves are changing. Like that's something that I would do with somebody that I really found you know, attractive or I was attracted to and I was trying to like impress or I was trying to get to know them. Like I have all these things in mind that I would do um, when it comes to dating and I'm tired of getting on a platform or whatever the fucking app and having men try to act like they're doing me a favor because they don't know where to take me because they want to go for quote unquote drinks. The amount of people that have literally been like, do you want to go get drinks? Do you want to get go get coffee? Has been astounding. I know that we're in a recession. I know the economy is collapsing. I know there's inflation going on. But like, I'm not going on a coffee date. I'm not going on a drink date. I'm not doing all of that. Um, I don't see the point. I literally had a nigga try to ask me if I've ever gone to Washington Heights. And I was like, who hasn't? And he tried to tell me that I should go to Washington Heights all the way from Crown Heights where I live to meet him for a drink. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine if I made that trek? That's like, like to go to do what? To go meet some man in a bar when we literally could meet halfway. Like you can't, you can't even be bothered to come up with a space in between that we could meet at. I'm not doing shit like that. I'm not desperate and I'm not stupid. And that's why this is not, you know, working out in the way that I hope because I'm not trying to do that. I'm fat and I'm a black woman. And that doesn't mean that I should be chasing niggas around. And they get mad when I don't want to do that. And they act like I'm the one that's delusional for not understanding that that's supposed to be my lot in life until I lose however much weight to where they can fuck, like, you know, possibly be able to see me as a person. Like I'm the one that's delusional because I'm the one that's not down with whatever dynamic they are all trying to force me into. Fuck you. Um. So I've been like, oh, what if I just try to go out and meet people? And that's kind of what I'm trying to work my way up towards. I am currently still dealing with agoraphobia and, um, one of the things I heard the other day on my podcast I was listening to is that agoraphobia is the fear of how you're going to feel when you feel, when you feel unsafe and that being in like a public space, and that's basically it. Me being afraid of how like I'm going to react in the fact that I'm not going to be home. I'm not going to, like, have a place where I can hide. I'm not going to, like, you know, in New York, there's not really a lot of places to be alone and, like, to at least have, like, privacy. It depends on what time of day. It depends on what neighborhood you're in. But, like, for the most part, there's always a whole bunch of people around, a whole bunch of, like, different, like, environmental elements going on. And it's just kind of, like, that's a very overstimulating um, situation to be in when you are someone that has audio sensory issues because of the fact that like it just requires so much energy to try and like regulate and like you know I there's been times where I've had to like pull over literally I'd be like oh I'm gonna pull over while I'm like walking and just take deep breaths and like just try to recenter because of the fact that I'm being put in a position where I feel like I am being overstimulated Um, and I feel very vulnerable and I'm like, oh, well, everybody can see that I'm about to have a fucking panic attack. Um, so I usually feel safer at home, but also like I have gotten larger in my body and I'm not used to people seeing me and the few times that I've gone out, it's just become more apparent I keep forgetting that people are going to stare at me, which is fine. I'm I'm used to people staring at me It's fine. But it's just like I usually am able to block them out because it was such, it was something that was so like um I was so, I was used to it. I was used to being able to pretend like I didn't hear anybody. I was used to being able to like avert my eyes and just look forward. And now because I haven't had to practice that in a while, like I'm not sure um, of how to self-regulate and do that at the same time, especially when I'm like physically uncomfortable i have been walking, going up a hill or whatever the fuck. I always just feel like, oh my God, like this fucking sucks. I want to go home. Cause like, I just feel like a pathetic puddle of mess because of the fact that I truly feel like I do not know how to be outside anymore. Um, so of course I'm working through that because all of that is terrible. And I don't want to feel like I don't deserve to put myself out there because of that. Cause I don't, I truly don't think that I don't. Um, deserve that. But at the same time, like, that's what I'm currently working on in conjunction with putting myself back out there. So it's been a little bit difficult because, yeah, I can go out and meet people. But, like, that has to now be in a way where it's planned. I don't feel safe enough just popping into a bar. I don't feel safe enough just popping into an event, um, let alone speaking to people, especially if I'm wearing a mask. Like, it just becomes an issue because, like, it doesn't... <laughs> That's not how anything is set up anymore. Like, and also I don't know where I would meet somebody that I actually like. Like i have be like, Oh, go to places that you like. Cool. Places that I like are not safe anymore. <laughs> and I think that me trying to do other things, like, you know, I think I'm going to go to the library this weekend. And then like, I told y'all next weekend, like like this weekend or like, you know, next week I'm going to the central park. I really want to get out there. um, And like have a day to myself. And I, think that I want to master being in public by myself before I go and try to fucking turn myself into bait or some shit um, to attract somebody. So that's where we are with that. Um, my um, One of the things, like, I think that this is one of my goals, like some of my goals before the year is up is I want to find somebody that I feel comfortable cuddling with and smoking with and spending time with, basically. Um, If they want to go out, we can. If I want to go out, we'll figure something out. But, like, I want to find somebody that I'm at least comfortable with first. Not like, oh, we've been together or whatever. I want to find somebody that actually is fun and wants to have fun with me. Um, And fun doesn't only mean fucking sex. But, like, just being able to, like, chill I'm always kind of envious of people that have friends with benefits that they have that with because I used to have that and it's pretty fucking sweet. I'm not going to lie. Um, especially because of the fact that like, I don't have to worry about going into the situation of trying to figure out, Oh, what are we and all of this stuff? Like I already know what I'm doing. When I was with my ex, it was a lot easier because I could do that. And I still had that added in like, well, I'm in a relationship, so you shouldn't expect much from me anyway. And they be like, cool. um, But now that I'm here, like, I think that they think that I have ulterior motives because, like I said, like, they're like, what are you looking for? And I'll say dating because that's what I also want. I want to start dating and dating includes spending time with people in situations that, um, you know, are a lot more social. I don't date in my home. I don't know what the fuck. I don't want you to come over and cook for me. I don't want to come over so you can cook for me. We're not at that stage in our, you know, relationship at all. Like we have, we don't even have one. And niggas are talking about, oh, I, you can come over and I can cook for you. Oh, really? What are you going? What are we going to be eating? My body? Like, come on now. Like, so, I would like to get back into dating. A like, like a cute little dinner here and there, maybe a ballet. Um, you know, night or like we go to like karaoke and get like a little tiny room so that we're away from people, like something that's a little bit more, um, imaginative and or you know a little bit more, um, effort than just I'm gonna come over and we'll watch movies because I'm not fucking doing that. Um, I sound so angry. It's just like I'm getting worked up all over again. I feel like when I do talk about things that, like, have been on my spirit, it just feels like a lot of the emotions that, like, I've been harboring are coming out. Um It's just, it's really good to l- release that energy. It's just been balling. It's, just, like, building up inside of me, and I just start, I've been feeling like someone that is, like, losing their mind at this point, especially in my apartment, because it just feels like, it just kind of feels like there's not really, like, You know, like, I don't... It it can't just be an A or B situation. That's not how I've approached my relationships. And the first quote-unquote traditional relationship I had was an abusive one. And I just didn't fucking vibe with that. So I knew that that's not what I wanted again. And... I knew that it was possible to have different kinds of relationships when I moved to New York because I have friends that have all different kinds of relationships and that's what I want. And so I would like to try, you know, dating a couple. I would like to try, you know, a lot more short-term, you know, engagements. Like I said in the previous episode, I love a good tryst. I want to take on lovers. I want to make sure that I feel like I've you know, exhausted um the possibilities of what, you know, different kinds of relationships when it comes to romantic and sexual can be. So that's kind of what I want with like the romantic side of things. Sexually, I would like somebody that I don't have to teach anything. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't want to have to talk to you about how to be sexually confident. I don't want to have to talk to you about what consent means. I shouldn't have to talk to you about what consent means. And a lot of men that are like, like grown, I'm talking about like in their thirties and shit, that's what they're doing. They're trying to act like they're fucking newborn fawns. And like, they have no idea how sex works because they want you to show them. And I'm just like, that's not what's happening. You're literally in a grown man. Like that's actually pathetic that you think that you're actually you're doing me a favor by letting me know that you don't know how to have sex correctly. Um I yeah, like I want to stop centering men. <laughs> after I've <laughs> after I had this whole situation. That's why, like I don't know being pan, being bi, like it just kind of feels like a, a like a situation in which like I always feel like I always feel like I'm not Like, I'm lying about something because of the fact that being attracted to men is still seen as not being queer. And, like, because I'm not talking about my difficulties when it comes to other people that I would like to date. But the thing is that I don't really have a lot of luck when it comes to dating anybody, uh, let alone other people that aren't men. Because there still seems to be this dynamic of I have to, like, I have to pursue them. And I'm only down to pursue them if, like, I feel it. And obviously, if they're feeling something, too, they should do something. But they don't do it either. Also, being socialized to, like, to, like, figure out how to deal with men, especially in a romantic situation. It just feels like slipping back into, like, a routine almost. It feels like, you know, putting on that that ill-fitting winter jacket that you have to wait until it stretches out, you know, a couple weeks in because, like... You, it's like all this other shit, right? just feels very familiar and it feels very restrictive. Um, and I know that people are tired of hearing about everyone express their issues that they're having in romantic and sexual relationships with men, but at this point in time, that is what is currently happening with me, um... Like I even tried to use Lex and like that shit not even working for me either. So I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm just a big fat ugly bitch then, right? Like, you know, like it just, I can tell that people want to look at me, but they don't want to get to know me and they don't want to date me. And it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong, even though I don't know what else I could be possibly doing right now. Um, And... I really want to work through that because I'm at a point in my life where I really want to like start over. I really, like I'm building towards like my business with Ariel. We have a lot of things going on. I want to start creating the life that I thought I was going to have when 2020 started. I really want to get back to not only continuing to like cultivate the experiences that I really want to have, but I also want to create like An entire like reality in which like I'm able to like move past all of this and really, you know, start living the life that I want to. And, you know, to me, the sexuality aspect of it and romance aspect of it is something that I've always felt like, okay, like I would really like for this to happen. Like I pine over it It just feels like it'd be something that, you know, I would enjoy, but it doesn't come easy for me. And that's kind of like once you start practicing discernment, it's not easy because you're not just open. You're not trying. You're, you're like you're open minded to an extent, but you understand that practicing discernment means that you're not going to you don't have to entertain everybody that finds you attractive. And it feels like double speak. I get it. I just got done, you know, almost like fucking like crying, whatever. But it's just like that's that's how like my That's how I'm I'm going through this right now is like, because I'm not settling for bare minimum, even though no one's really reaching it, I'm having to feel the effects of discernment. And as someone who does like exist in my intersections, I'm having to deal with a lot of people who hate people that look like me. Like, I don't think it's like a, oh, the options, da 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 Those people are they're not options to begin with if they don't see me as a person. To be, like, point blank, period. That's not an option. So when people are like, oh, because you're a fat black woman, you're going to have less options. I'm like, those people aren't options to begin with. Like, because if they don't, if they're not attracted to me because I'm a fat black woman, they were never options in the first place. So it's just kind of like, it's more so of me being like, oh, like, Having my own moments of being like, oh, that's what systemic means, which I know seems like a leap, but it's really not. The amount of people that are anti-black as fuck and fat phobic as fuck never ceases to amaze me because you start to see how widespread it is it's not just some shit y'all saw on tiktok it's not some, some shit you like all of a sudden we're talking about on twitter or we made the shit up and start talking about it on instagram or facebook like you start to realize just how deeply people hate fat women And I already knew that my mom didn't like me, but like the fact that like outside my house, it was just more of a reminder of like, you do not deserve happiness. You do not deserve love. You do not deserve this because of the fact that we should not have to look at you. We should not have to consider you. We should not have to date you. But if we want to fuck you, you should just go ahead and just accept the fact that's the only thing that you're good for. That's what I encounter on a regular basis. That's what a lot of fat women encounter on a regular basis. So it's not about the fact that the options aren't there. It's about the fact that there are systemic issues in place that are ensuring that we are isolated in a way to where we don't see another choice out, but to comply, which means, you know, going and get your stomach cut open and, you know, get cut in half, going and starving your body, going and, you know, losing an intense amount of weight just so you could be treated as a person. Like when that woman came into Cheyenne's um, clubhouse room and talked about the difference and even just sex in a smaller body, she like almost like she started crying and we all started like crying. Cause she was even talking about the fact that when people had sex with her, they were gentler with her. They were more romantic with her. They cared more about her pleasure. They treated her and her body like it was worthy of worship and celebration. And she was just like, I don't understand why people that used to be fat try to either ignore this or deny that this is the reality of the situation. And it just, that's where I keep coming back is that like, I keep going back and forth between do I just lose, you know, a hundred pounds and try to see if I can live the rest of my life out just maintaining that so I can have more access to quote unquote options and partners. And then I start thinking about the fact that like, if these people wouldn't date me right now, what would make them an option or a partner then? That means they inherently hate me. That means they inherently hate me. And that kind of psychology is fucked up. Because say, for instance, I go and I lose the hundreds of whatever the fuck pounds. I'm going to have to stick to that for the fucking rest. You know, like even when all the women that lose weight talk about the anxiety that comes with being like, oh, what if I gain this back? I'm going to lose this newfound privilege of being seen. I'm going to lose this newfound privilege of being desired. I'm going to lose this newfound privilege of personhood. So you have to work to maintain that calorie deficit. You have to work to maintain, you know, that workout routine because you fall into one good depression. <laughs> you get injured one good time, you know. And like you let yourself relax one a little bit. All that weight comes back and now you're, everything else is on the line. And because you've been able to, um, you know, attain that kind of, Privilege and access, you'll do anything to keep it. That's what these girls are telling us. That's what they're letting us know. That's where the anxiety is coming from. So I'm wrestling back and forth with that as well because I'm just like, I don't know what that means then. Because I'm not looking for somebody that is just tolerating me or is bored because a lot of them say that they're bored and I don't talk to men that are bored. I don't talk to men that tell me they're bored. What are you doing? I'm bored. I'm getting in the shower. I'm bored. I'm laying in the bed. I'm bored. I don't speak to those men because they're boring. And they're literally only talking to you because they want you to distract them or entertain them. Or you're supposed to be some fucking clown to amuse them because they're too fucking boring to figure out something else to do to entertain themselves. I don't get bored. I literally think that I am so neurodivergent because I have ADHD amongst a myriad of other fucking shit going on that I do not even have the mental capacity to be bored my My brain never registers is it like it's just like oh let's do something else let's do something else let's do something else you know so like I just I don't feel like dealing with that um I just want to be able to um you know go ice skating or like go for walks or, you know, let's go, like, for a getaway. And I really just want to feel the motions, go through the motions of romance. I really want to take on a lover <laughs> Um, as we finish things out. I really would like to... Um, seek that kind of relationship. I don't really go into other things being like, this is going to be my boyfriends. I think that's that's not smart on my end. And I don't think that that's my end goal at this point. I really just want to see what's out there. I was in a long-term relationship for about six and a half years. And I think that I really just want to be out here. I want to go back to the streets. Like, I want to I wanna have this luxurious, like... Libertine experiences where, like, I'm just you know taking all that life has to offer in terms of someone that's like comfortable in their sexuality and and you know open to all possibilities of pleasure. I really just want to figure out how to get back into that mindset, um, to start fantasizing again, to start seeing myself in situations that are you know. Just, like, something that I would really be excited about. And I think that's kind of where I'm at with that. You see how I couldn't even just come up with an actual thing? <laughs> like, I just, I don't have, I don't, I. it's sad that I can't necessarily see the specifics. But I do want to be able to start to dream and fantasize again about what those specifics can be. But I do want to finish out my year, possibly, you know, finding a lover or multiple lovers and just seeing what happens there. Um, I feel like that's kind of what I'm working towards at this moment and trying to get back into because I am a lover. Like, part of, like, me me and Ariel have, like, I guess overall, um, monikers for ourselves, she's the vixen, I'm the lover, and I really am somebody that loves to romanticize every aspect of my life, and love is no different. So, I'm just really looking for somebody that can match that, and is open to... um, (laughs) having you know that kind of experience with me because I really miss it and I think that this is the perfect time to like start back in on it and hopefully any hobosexuals or fucking uh uh you know it's big girl season ass niggas um won't make their ways in I can you can you can tell those people off top you know they're pretty they're not stealth at all like you can definitely tell so I'm gonna have to uh look out for that but yeah I think that when it gets colder, it's perfect time to snuggle up, you know, and, you know, get to know each other. And that's kind of what my intentions and goals for the rest of this year are. Um, I think at the end of this year, I might want to try like group sex, but I'm not sure. I don't think I can. I don't think I'm there yet. I was there before this shit happened. I was all the way there. But I just I even just thinking about dealing with one more than one person, like literally at a time is just overwhelming. I just want to be able to like get back to where I used to be or progress and evolve into someone um, else. that's a little bit more um, of a combination of who I used to be and someone that I really hope to be in terms of who I am, you know, as a woman, that's, that's really important to me. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I was trying to keep it light, but I feel like a lot of shit just needed to get out and I'm glad that I was able to express it. Um, Yeah, like if you've been listening to the previous episodes, you've been rating, you've been subscribing, you've been sharing, you've been leaving feedback. Thank you so much. Um, I hope that this episode resonated in some way. Or you feel a little bit more seen when it comes to maybe some things that you might be dealing with or maybe not. Um, But I do thank you for listening and witnessing. And um, I really appreciate having the space to be able to express how I feel right now, um, especially as someone that is currently going through um, (laughs) what I'm going through. So thank you so much for tuning in this week and enjoy the rest of yours. Bye.